In the grand scheme of things, I, I can't complain. 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 complain. Who's gonna complain? Huh? Him? I'm gonna sit here and complain. It's the I Can Complain podcast. My name is John. I had a dream earlier this week that I spent some time in bed with Chevy Chase. I'm just going to read what I wrote when I woke up. I had a dream that I randomly had Chevy Chase's phone number in my phone and I called it. Nobody answered. He called back a few hours later. We had a nice chat and then before you know it, he came over and we were relaxing on the bed together. He was shirtless and we had a nice long discussion. He recognized that I had a podcast and we chatted about it and eventually it was time for him to leave and I joked with him that I was going to slip him a few 20s before he left. He laughed. We had a nice jovial conversation, and as he went to leave, we walked down the stairs, which is weird because I don't even have stairs in my house. I think we were actually in the house that I grew up in. But I had about 200 bucks in cash in my wallet, and I think I shortchanged him. I don't really know what happened, but I slipped him 60 bucks. Three $20 bills, and he immediately was offended. I followed him downstairs to his party bus that he came in, and eventually I said, Chevy, I'm sorry, and he didn't say anything. But I could tell he was mad, and he had had it up to here with me. And then he got on the bus, and he gave me a look of disgust. I was heartbroken, because he told me that I could be a guest on his podcast. I don't even think he has a podcast, but he told me that I could be a guest on it. Guys, I really blew it. What a weird fucking dream. I don't know what you guys dream about, but evidently I dream about Chevy Chase. There's some details that I didn't write down that I remember vividly. When he came upstairs, he took his shirt off before he got in the bed. I left all my clothes on, but there he was laying shirtless in the bed. I think at one point, he didn't have any pants on and he just had a Speedo on, which was weird. I'm not a gay man, but it wasn't sexual. He was just trying to relax. That's all I really remember. It was just a weird fucking dream. And I don't even dream that much. I don't think about Chevy Chase that often either. I don't know how he got in my dreams. You know, they say Chevy Chase is a hard man to deal with. They do say that, Jessica. So was he hard? No, he wasn't hard. What did his package look like? It was a pretty big package. I think he was wearing leopard print Speedo at one point. I don't know if that's just me imagining that or not, though. (laughs) Maybe you just want it to be true. Maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know why I was dreaming about Chevy Chase. I don't even dream that often. And then Chevy Chase randomly pops in. I don't know why I gave him three $20 bills either. I treated him like a cheap hooker. He just came over. We had a nice long discussion on the bed together. So are you going to do it? Am I going to do what? Are you going to be on his podcast? I don't think he has a podcast, Jessica. This wasn't real life. I say it wasn't real, but I did have three $20 bills missing from my wallet when I woke up the next day. So who knows what happened? And I might be embellishing the Speedo part just because I think that it's humorous. My memory doesn't allow me to know if that's true or not. But I know for a fact that he was shirtless. It was just two men sharing each other's lives with one another. That's what it was. It was a good, wholesome time, and yes, he was shirtless, but there was nothing sexual about it. I can confirm that Chevy Chase is difficult to work with, though, at least in some ways, because when he left the party bus that he got on, there wasn't a party going on. It was basically just him on the bus. Him and his drivers and his security, but there was nobody there having fun with him. I felt bad for the man. Maybe that's why I gave him three $20 bills. I don't know. I paid him off like a cheap hooker, though. I don't know why I'm assuming that he doesn't have a podcast. He probably does. Everybody's got a podcast. Even if you alienate all of Hollywood like Chevy Chase did, you can still have a podcast. It's far too easy to broadcast nowadays, obviously, because I'm broadcasting.
The internet's made things way too easy, guys. It really has. You can get an Uber in three minutes now and people complain if it runs 30 seconds late. It used to be you borrowed a telephone just to call a taxi and you hoped to God that they showed up at all. 45 minutes later, you'd be patiently waiting in the rain just hoping that taxi rounded the corner because you don't know where the fuck they were. They might have pulled over to do some coke before they picked you up. There was none of this GPS, no tracking. Sometimes you'd lose track of loved ones for days. You wouldn't know where your family members were for an entire week sometimes, and there was no way to get a hold of them. It used to be if you were married, you could go on an extended weekend lawn bender, and your wife couldn't get a hold of you. They were just hoping that you would eventually come home. You couldn't call them. I don't know, guys. I think I'm just getting older. I can tell I'm getting older because I don't understand what anything costs anymore. Money doesn't make any sense, and I blame the internet. I can have something shipped from China for free off the internet, but if I want to get a chicken sandwich delivered from Popeye's, it costs me $12 extra. That doesn't make any sense. I can literally have something transported across the globe for nothing, but unless I win the lottery, I can't even afford to have a goddamn Big Mac delivered. This week, I had to order something from China. I have a dash cam in my car, and for the dash cam, I need a new adhesive mount. The suction cup mount has failed so many times. I went looking for an adhesive mount. Turns out they sell one. It's $7.99 online, and I saw it was shipping from China. I said, God damn, what's this shipping going to cost? Turns out, nothing at all. It's free. I can get it shipped from China for free, but if I want a chicken sandwich, I have to empty my entire bank account just to get a goddamn KFC chicken sandwich delivered. Evidently, at this point, the only thing that separates America from the rest of the world is that McDonald's special sauce and that KFC secret blend of herbs and spices. That's all we have. That's probably why the rest of the world doesn't trust us. We keep secrets from them, guys. Spice trading used to be a big thing, and then Colonel Sanders came along and fucked that up with his secret blend of herbs and spices. Colonel Sanders was just an old white man from Kentucky that discovered white pepper, put it on his chicken, and refused to share it with anybody else. He said, this is my blend, and you're not getting the recipe. How can we realistically expect North Koreans to trust us when we're keeping secrets like that? Let's be real. We expect the rest of the world to embrace America when our mascot for 30 years, our mascot for 30 years, it wasn't an eagle, it wasn't Lady Liberty, our mascot for 30 years was Ronald fucking McDonald. A creepy clown in his mid-40s that hung around children and gave them free cookies. I never trusted the man. I think old Ronald had some sinister motives. I think he was just trying to fatten the kids up so they get stuck in his tubes at the play place. What a freak. I grew up in the 90s and I realized Happy Meals weren't working properly as soon as the Columbine thing happened. It turns out a four-piece chicken McNugget and a toy aren't all you need to be happy. If you analyze McDonald's closely, and I have... You'll get really depressed. But one thing I did like was the Hamburglar. That, that was my man. I love the Hamburglar. I never blamed him for trying to steal the hamburgers. His parents named him the Hamburglar. Ain't that a bitch? Talk about setting your kid up for success. Like, we know you're going to be a thief. But you're not even going to be a good enough thief to steal anything of value. You're just going to spend all day trying to steal hamburgers. Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar are like some weird fever dream that you have coming down off of acid or some shit. Truly terrifying individuals. And I still don't know what Grimace is. He was the most fucked up out of that entire crew. He was just a morbidly obese purple blob. You guys remember that son of a bitch Grimace? I looked him up online and it says he was of indeterminate species with short arms and legs and low intelligence. 
That's a goddamn freak is what that is. These parents taking their kids to McDonald's, they must have been on drugs. That's not something that you let your kids play with. That sounds like something that you shoot if it escapes from Area 51. That's not something that belongs in a play place. Dare I say Grimace looks like something that Lizzo transforms into. It looks like something that Lizzo morphs into when you take an unprecedented amount of acid. That's what Grimace reminds me of. That entire crew is fucked. That gang was as fucked as it gets. Ronald McDonald, the Hamburglar, and Grimace. And if they weren't terrifying enough, take a good long lick of Colonel Sanders. Straight out of Kentucky to scare the shit out of everybody in the world. And we expect the world to trust us, but maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know what anything costs anymore. I know it costs $15 to get a Big Mac delivered. I know it costs $25 to get an eight-piece bucket from KFC delivered. It's all fucked. Maybe I'm just out of touch, but I paid $17 this morning for a bagel. The woman at the register rang me up and I said, I don't know how you guys get away with charging this amount. I don't know who pays $17 for a bagel. It had salmon, cream cheese, capers, red onion. It was loaded and I opened it up and I realized why I paid $17 for it because it was an American bagel. It was of American proportions. This motherfucker was huge, but I didn't need it to be a fully loaded bagel. I need things proportionally correct. The, the fucking tomato on it, guys, it was too thick. You need a nice little sliver of tomato if you're going to put it on a bagel. I didn't really even want the tomato on there, to be honest with you guys. I just wanted a fucking bagel with salmon, cream cheese, some capers, and red onion. And they're like, we're going to put lettuce and tomato on it. And I was like, fuck it. Do whatever you want to. I already paid $17 for it. Give me the entire fucking store. I should get to go home and have sex with your wife for this amount of money. I paid $17. Where's my hand job? That's what I was thinking. It was just a huge fucking bagel, and I also got a cinnamon roll to go with it. The cinnamon roll, guys, was an abomination to man. It was a train wreck. Probably the worst cinnamon roll that I've ever had, and I like cinnamon rolls. They're not as easy to pull off as it sounds, though. The cinnamon can be wrong. The frosting is often wrong. Lots of times you get them. The frosting is just too sweet. There's too much of it, but that's not what was wrong with this one. What was wrong with this cinnamon roll was actually the roll itself. It was hard as fuck. It was not enjoyable. But I figured out that if I tore off the outside of the cinnamon roll and got just to the middle, the middle bite was absolutely delicious. I don't know what anything cost anymore, but if I was a millionaire, I would have bought eight of these cinnamon rolls. I would have torn off the exterior of the cinnamon rolls and I just would have eaten the middle bite. But I'm sorry, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not rich enough to buy eight cinnamon rolls just to enjoy one bite out of every one. It was a colossal failure and a disappointment. And it put me in a bad mood. I'm still in a bad mood. It's 18 hours later and I still haven't recovered from this little cinnamon roll disaster. You want some wings, man? I, I, I got some wings down here. She's under the desk again and this week evidently she's made wings. First it was schnitzel, then it was mozzarella sticks, and now evidently Jessica's cooking wings under the desk. Living under the desk like a hobo. Can you just be careful? Last week you almost burnt this motherfucker to the ground, Jessica. No, I didn't cook the wings, man. I ordered them. I got, I got them delivered. I got Popeyes and I got KFC. I read about these wings. Popeyes and KFC are evidently in a feud, a chicken feud. The chicken wars are heating up again, and this time it's not based on chicken sandwiches. This time they're going to war over wings. It looks like Popeye's has a six-piece wing, and I think KFC has an eight-piece wing, and they're about five bucks, which is pretty cheap for chicken wings. How much did you pay for those, Jessica? 
Well, I had them delivered, so it cost me about 80 bucks for a six-piece. Pretty good price, I think. You paid $80 for 12 wings? No, I paid $80 per six-piece. You paid $160 for 10 chicken wings? Yeah, I thought it was pretty reasonable. I gave them some rubles. I paid in Russian rubles. They take ru- DoorDash takes rubles? Good God. Yeah, they're good, but they're salty as fuck. You got anything to wash this food down with? You got any beverage laying around here? Oh, I do have something to drink, Jessica. Friends, it's John here for Pure Russian Rainwater. Ah, yes, Pure Russian Rainwater. The dictator's choice since 1997. When clouds descend over Russia and drop their rain, it's collected in small metal buckets by the staff at Pure Russian Rainwater, bottled on-site in St. Petersburg, and sold to you for cheap, reasonable rates. Mr. Rainwater wants you to know that there's a promotion going on. On 9-11, order nine bottles of Pure Russian Rainwater, get 11 free. Jessica, this episode comes out the day after 9-11. How does anybody get to take advantage of this sale? Yeah, that's the point, man. Evidently, if you're somehow listening to this episode before it's released, take advantage of this special one-time-only 9-11 promotion. The Twin Towers were destroyed, much like Pure Russian Rainwater will destroy your thirst. Fuck me. Pure Russian Rainwater, if you don't drink it, the terrorists win. You know, guys, there aren't many things in life that you can truly rely on, but one thing that you can count on is if you go to Greece and you're a tourist, bars and restaurants there... They'll try and get one over on you. Greek bars are collecting unfinished drinks and selling them back to other tourist officials, Warren. Nobody preys on a tourist quite like the Greeks do. These are the same people that charge $600 for a plate of fried calamari. Now evidently in Kavos, bartenders are collecting unfinished drinks in canisters and saving them in barrels to be served again to other customers as shots. Now, I could blame the bar owners. A lot of people would blame the bar owners, the restaurant owners, but I'm not going to do that because they've shown steadily for years that they're not interested in these tourists coming and visiting their establishments. They've been trying to run them off now for decades. They show up, they drink the ouzo, they eat the swordfish for $900 because nobody knows what anything should cost anymore. And then somehow, for some reason, they go back the next year. Let me get a euro... And a fucking ouzo that somebody already drank half of. If you've never had ouzo, it's like Jägermeister, except it's the Greek version, I guess. It's like a licorice liqueur. That's the only way I can really describe it. I was given a bottle once by a former Hells Angels member. I was drinking with one of my friends. And we were at this guy's house that I would later come to find out. His name was Buzzard, and evidently Buzzard was a member of the Hells Angels. And Buzzard said, I've had this in my cabinet for years and years. I can't drink it. Nobody wants it. John, do you want it? And I said, I'll pound that. And I took the bottle of Ouzo and I proceeded to finish the entire thing in about five minutes. It had aged like a fine wine and it still tasted like shit. I'm going to be real with you guys. I drank it. Most people wouldn't drink it because it just tastes like straight licorice. It's shitty. But I mean, at this point, the word's out. You're going to go and you're going to get a gyro with extra tzatziki sauce and they're going to charge you $1,150 for it. And you're going to drink a shot that somebody else has already had in their mouth and they spit out because they didn't like the way it tasted. And they put it in a large barrel and decided to pour the shot again to somebody else. The way I look at it, honestly, is if your parents are paying your credit card bill and you're okay with drinking somebody else's backwash, have, have a go. Have fun. 
Vacation in Greece. Vacation in these tourist spots. Otherwise, just stay the hell out. But if it makes you happy to vacation in a tourist trap, go for it. What the hell do I care? Some people like all this tourist trap Disneyland bullshit. It's not for me, but I went on a quest to find the happiest people in America. And I found a Wall Street Journal article. The headline is, they're the happiest people in America. We called them to ask why. And it's behind a paywall, so I can barely read any of it. I don't subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, but pictured at the top of the article, Latasha McCorkle with her daughter in Greensboro, North Carolina. I saw that and I said, that's where I live. I should have had her on the show. She said that she only worries about what you can control. That makes sense, because as far as I'm concerned, you can't really control anything. So if you only worry about what you can control, I guess you won't worry about anything at all. According to the article, though, America's happiest people have a few traits in common. They value community and close personal relationships. They tend to believe in God. And generally, they are older women often in their retirement years. I read that, so I want to take advantage of this opportunity. I'm officially announcing that I'm identifying as an older woman who believes in God from this point forward. That's what you'll address me as, guys. Yes, ma'am. I'm identifying as an older black woman who believes in Jesus Christ. Here you go. I picked out a nice floral dress for you to attend church in. Oh, I like that, Jessica. That's a nice pattern. Yeah, it's got lilacs and marigolds and everything on it. I got it at Goodwill. You got it at Goodwill? This is awful nice for getting something at Goodwill. Yeah, man, it only cost me $700 at Goodwill. $700? Holy shit, I really don't know what anything costs anymore. Yeah, if you think you can get a dress for under $700, keep dreaming. Oh, I will keep dreaming. I wonder what Chevy Chase would look like in a dress. See you guys next Tuesday. Bye. I do think it's curiously strange that people wait to find God until they have a near-death experience. Like, he's the one that just tried to kill your ass, basically. Speaking of God, please, for the love of God, no open casket funeral when I die. That's some truly morbid shit. I don't wear makeup when I'm alive, and I don't want to wear makeup after I'm dead. Fuck God. I don't want to lay there in the casket with 10 pounds of makeup on me, and I'm all uncomfortable and shit. Bye. It doesn't sound like my idea of a good time. Be the next Tucker fucking Carlson or Rush Limbaugh, huh? I think you could. People always say, well, let him rest in peace. How am I going to rest in peace if I'm wearing makeup? Resting in peace would be like putting my corpse in a jacuzzi. Do that. You could. Put my corpse in a jacuzzi and just let me float there in front of everybody. Well, everybody says nice things about me that they didn't tell me in real life. People always go to a funeral and they talk about people. They're like, oh, I love this man. Well, guess what? You never expressed that to me when I was alive. So don't tell me that after I'm dead. Fuck you. (laughs) Open invitation to Chevy Chase if he wants to come on the program. I hope that that's not a reoccurring dream. Jason, you should be a man instead of whiny little boy. Call me a whore, you call me a bitch. You sit on the damn chat line. You come into my bedroom when I'm asleep. Wake me up for a piece of ass. And as for Big Bird, you need to go back to Sesame Street, buddy. I can't complain. .com is the home of this program. We're found everywhere that you find podcasts and even some places where you can't find podcasts. Maybe now that I actually identify as a straight older woman, I will start to dream about men more. Maybe that Chevy Chase dream is just the beginning of a whole new area of exploration for me. I'm going to have celebrities coming in and just sleeping on my bed with me. 
shirtless, showing up in party buses. Maybe Ronald McDonald, Grimace, and the Hamburglar will show up. They're not welcome. I'm not sleeping with Ronald McDonald, Jessica. Now give me one of those wings. You can't eat wings in a $700 dress. Take Do that off. Do you love me? Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I am a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I love you. See you guys next week. Hey, Dad, you must have jumped this thing about 50 yards. Ah, it's nothing to be proud of, Rusty. 50 yards.